0: Welcome to the Above the Rim game day podcast brought to you by the Penn Champions Club. I'm Vince Curran along with the John R. Rockwell head coach of men's basketball, Steve Donahue. As we come off the reading days and exam break, we take a road trip up to Ryder University, Mercer County, uh, trying to get Back in the swing of things, Steve, how did the break treat everybody? Everybody healed up. You got a couple guys, some rest. What's the what's that break like when you have all that time off after such a flurry of activity?
1: You know, uh, Vince, I actually look forward to it. I think it's a good way to, you know, just catch your breath, uh, kind of take a look at things analytically. And then, as you mentioned, physically give the guys some extra time, maybe even some of the guys who have gotten a lot of minutes, more break. And then, you know, you handle it like a mini training camp. You got 10 good days to practice and and get better. Um, And I, you know, over to my career, I I think we've done a good job with this and I don't usually play a game like this. So that will be a challenge where you come out of this and you're getting ready for a team on the road, like Ryder. So, That's, that's the challenging part is getting ready for the game.
0: I know you focus on what is the next game and, and, and always looking forward, but 12 days of Christmas, 12 games are played. What are some things you've taken away from that? Some of the things that maybe, you know, you're, you're going to look back on and say, you know, good memories, bad memories, good lessons, bad lessons, just 12 games in such a short period of time. What's your takeaway?
1: Yeah, I think, um, the the, the aspects of it, what I looked at, and you think about, you know, different guys starting and not some guys not playing those 12 games, it really give you a chance to tell you who can really help you. Even though you did two months of practice, the games are what tell you. Uh, And I think we're in a good place now. And we, we let a lot of games get away. Um, you know, but unfortunately, I think we're at the point where we had to go through that like right, and learn and understand who can help us and what do we need to do to get better. Maybe if you sneak out three of those overtime wins, you don't think that way. Um, but I think it was pretty apparent uh, from those games that we had to do some different things, and I think we landed on a good place, and the whole point of all this is, Come January 6th, we're ready for our first Ivy League game.
0: So believe it or not, over the years, I have been accused of seeing things through red and blue colored glasses. I've also been accused of of having some Irish amnesia where I forget everything but the grudge. Uh, And I've also been known to give the officials a hard time or two, uh, as you you well know. So we talked a little bit after the LaSalle game about – that tough loss. And if you'd ever had one that had gone down that way um, and, you know, in, in in my, in my way, we're playing Howard last week. And we're talking about Seth Towns and Jelani Williams and how they had been there and all the time they had been through. And in my joy of giving Seth Towns as much love as I could, the fact of the matter came up that he was the Ivy league player of the year that year and i then said well wait a minute you know this this triggers it had like four triggers for me one aj broder should have been the player of the year last year best player on the best team and two it then triggered me to one of the worst losses that i could remember as a Penn quaker the game at yale where it got stolen away from us at the end now i'm ranting and raving a little bit on the broadcast and lo and behold justin simon the yale assistant coach finds my number, texts me, and says, I'm I'm laughing like crazy. You and I might be the only ones that remember that, you know, of the 50 people on the planet that go back and remember, I'm thinking, LaSalle loss was horrible. A.J. Broder should have been the player of the year, and he got it taken <laughs> away from him by bad officiating at Yale where we always seem to get hammered. So this is my therapy session. Now, you got any reaction to any of that, Coach Donnie, you're to avoid that one again?
1: I, I actually listened to you. Uh, during the broadcast and I I think all the you have such a rich history of what has gone on in this program I think people appreciate you know you know tugging on some memories good or bad it's pretty funny that Justin reaches out uh, because he's such a good guy and I can see him getting the laughs and the frustration of that crazy games at Yale uh, a reverse call on an out of bounds and uh, us losing, I I I I look at it when things like that happen, like we gave that away, it cost us an outright championship. We tied, but I also thought the next week it was a great week of motivation because we played Yale in the first round of the Ivy tournament, and we were as locked in as you could imagine, probably because of that experience there. So in some ways, all these things that that we that happened to us this year and the the LaSalle game and all those things. If you channel it properly and your guys learn from it and you don't make excuses and you you really figure things out, it's it's the way you get better. And I that's what I believe in. That's what I think you'll see in this team as we go forward.
0: So you have a much healthier and more mature <laughs> mindset than I do. I figured I was going to tap into your deep Delco roots and you would be just <laughs> as angry as I am. And you're like, oh, okay, we're gonna we're gonna move along for this. So you I thought, you know, you could take the guy out of Delco, but you can't take the Delco out of the guy. You know, I it's, are you is is are the home quarters are they are they outside of Delco? I know it's close. I know you're right on the border. So
1: you know what's funny, then man, I, I I fight that for years. Because you know I was gone for 16 years and there is a Delco to me that that I wanna go fight every injustice that goes on. But as I, I grew into my profession, I, I thought it wasn't healthy. Um, <laughs> but you, it's so funny when when you bring things up and I can hear it in your voice that, and I can go along with you. I try to stay in the coach's mode and try to figure out what's best for a bunch of young men and how I deliver the message. So that's kind of where it comes from.
0: All right. Well, it's still a travesty that A.J. Broder only won one time. Obviously, I player of the there. And a mm-hmm. co-player of the year at that, one of the most impactful players in the program's history. One other thing, talk about senior years, and, and we've talked about it a little bit. Guys that have gotten off to just fantastic senior years that have taken a step forward. I always I, the, the, the examples I bring up are, are Tim Begley when he led that group to the Ivy League championship after being kind of a cog on the Uganda Coco Jeff Schiffner, Andy Tool team. Then he's the last man standing and says, all right, I'm going to take this group of freshmen, which was not a bad group, Mark Zoller, E.B. Jabber, Steve Danley, and I'm going to bring them along with me and take this team to a title. Zach Rosen, I thought, had another transcendent senior year, but he had been great for three years. And I always say that he was always great. The reason that team won that year and were as good as they were is because Rob Belcour was as healthy and as tough and demanding as he is. So, Those two guys are are, are examples that I always bring up. Clark Slackert is off to one of those types of years, right? Jordan Dingle got all the focus for a long time, deservedly so. And now Clark all of a sudden stepping forward into the limelight and just doing everything for you.
1: I I think you nailed this one. Uh, His efficiency numbers are off the charts. So he's shooting like 64% on mids and, He's getting to the rim. He's shooting more threes. He's almost – he's nine off of the amount of threes he made all last year. And he's doing this with a bunch of young guys who are trying to find their way. So not only is it, you know, impressive that he's doing it, but he's doing it where he has to lead a group of guys and still be efficient. So I, I – throughout my career, um, I've noticed where certain teams, a senior comes – and gives a team a lift and sometimes it's not your team but it's a big part of if we're going to win a championship a senior like Clark taking a step and I'll even say like even guys that maybe you didn't think are in the picture like as much Andrew Lachikowski and and then Reese McMullen uh, you know guys who have finally found their niche and can make you better um the the biggest example I had in my career was our Cornell team won two championships and we're trying to go for our third. And all of a sudden off the bench is a kid who hadn't played at all, John Jakes, and essentially took us from a a really good Ivy league team to a sweet 16. So those things can happen at this age. And I think Clark, obviously when Max March decides to not play and Jordan leaves, I think he put it on himself that he's if he's if we're going down, I'm going down as the leader and I'm going to take this step and I'm going to put this responsibility on me. And he's done that.
0: Now, fast forwarding to Ryder tomorrow. So I'm coming from Park City to Trenton. It's 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 going to be a little bit of a culture shock for me. But Ryder up there, talk a little bit about what they like to do, who they are. Kevin Bag has been there for 12 years. They always seem to play Pen Tough. What do you see from them tomorrow?
1: Yeah, they're they were picked to win the Mac. They got a bunch of returners. Good physicality size, good guards. They got off to a bad shooting start. Uh, but they've got it together uh Wednesday night at Delaware, beat Delaware at Delaware, good team. Um It presents a lot of physicality. They're one of the best offensive rebound teams in the country. Uh, We got to make sure we take care of the ball, get great looks, and then when we're down the other end, limit them to one. Um, If you don't do that, you're in for a long day. I think it's a great challenge for us. We have not played well on the road. We haven't ran from that. We talked about it, Um, and we want to go up there and really play – as well as we can and improve on the things that have not let us win on the road. And Ryder's a great test for that.
0: The Ryder, not very far away. A lot of Philadelphia connections. Jeff Arnold is up there. Roy Blumenthal is up there. Do they, do you see them a lot on the road going after similar kids that Penn goes after?
1: Yeah. I was throwing Dino Presley in there as well. I know, It's just one of those schools and programs that when they start recruiting somebody, you know, I'll I'll take another look at a kid because I just think they, you know, they, they have a hard niche, like all these schools that, you know, they don't jump out at you one way or another, whether it's conference, academics, but they're always good. So why are they always good? They're getting the right kids. And I always thought, uh, and Dino, Presley, and Jeff Arnold, and Kevin have always been a Philadelphia-based group that really evaluates talent well. Um, so I have great respect for him. I think it's the game worked for both of us. Um, they would like to play here in the palestra next year, and they had a team that's picked to win the league, so it's a great challenge for us.
0: All right. So now back to my therapy session, because in the in the season of Christmas, I got some things I gotta get off my chest. So I have a quick question for you. Roy Blumenthal, assistant uh to the to the head coach, right? He plays in a member guest at Aronimic. I need him to go score and so we can win our our flight roy and our pal bruce hager another hoop head from the philadelphia area get shut out nine nothing wow chris marchese fellow Pengrad, grad he and i go six and a half two and a half to lose to so guys that go nine nothing now who as the delco guy would you be more upset with the guys that go down and lose nine nothing and can't make one putt and, and scratch out a point or the 16 index shoots 37 on his own ball and that sounds criminal and mathematically impossible to me but as a delco guy who's been through this before who would you be more upset with in that case
1: Uh, then man there's there's ample uh frustration to go around in that situation but you can't give me one putt one hole come on
0: so you're with roy and bruce i should be more mad at roy So, so the last time i saw roy he was walking off the patio at the He didn't even say goodbye. He he knew that I was in in table flipping mode. But the other guy, he is thirty seven. I like I'm on the golf committee. He should get a one year
1: ban. Oh, That's
0: that, man. That, man. I, I, I've been bringing it up over and over again. And I was gonna do my my twelve days of Christmas. We got our twelve wins. I was I had nine all teed up for nine games of Division one basketball experience for the two two refs up at Princeton last year. But I'm gonna let that one go. We're going to focus on Ryder. I'm getting on my flight. I'm on my way back. I can't wait to be back and watch the Quakers take on the Broncos tomorrow.
1: Yeah. Well, great, man. It's been a great semester. I appreciate all the people that have made this place such a great place to coach. The final, as we like to call it, the support, um, and we're geared up for a great second semester in Ivy League and wishing everybody happy holidays out there.
0: That's the John R. Rockwell head coach of men's basketball, Steve Donahue. I am Vince Curran signing off for the Above the Rim game day podcast. Penn Quakers taking on Ryder up in Mercer County. Go Penn!